0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: The JSE has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Thursday, it's the double double-headed Dream Team Edition with Viv Govender from Rand Swiss and David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities. Viv, I'll start with you because it's been a central bank 48 hours, ECB oh. and the Fed both rising but markets rising as well i mean i'm seeing this here on my cnbc.com screen it says ecb raises rates by a quarter of a point and says inflation will remain too high for too long european stocks sharply higher as the ecb (laughs) joins the fed i mean uh, the the s&p is above 4600 what is going on here this is this seems dangerous to me
0: well, I think what the market's doing is it's, it's kind of uh, reading into, it what, into statements what it wants to read into statements. And I think they probably are right, actually. I, I don't want uh, to say, you know, say I'm going to be different from them. I, I do think it's pretty clear that we are coming to a point now where we are pretty much at the end of uh, interest rate hikes. And when are they going to start cutting? Uh, we don't know exactly. They are saying you know, way down into the future they're going to start cutting. But, I mean, if you look at history, uh, the Fed really doesn't have a sight of what's happening in the world six to nine months into the future beyond that point uh, and therefore you've seen history uh, where they've said one thing and uh, nine months later they're doing the opposite you know what I mean so the, the market is predicting you know slow down the economy slower lower inflation and therefore cutting way sooner than expected so yeah no more rises probably and cutting uh, you know sooner than the Fed is kind of uh, arguing for and that makes markets go higher okay
1: makes markets go higher I look at the uh, the wheat price I look at the oil price they're both rising and that's going to come into the inflation equation David People spending lots and lots of money on airline tickets and all sorts of other things and going out to the cinema and going to shows and and that sort of thing, which is inflationary. So maybe the central banks, notably the Fed, are saying, "Okay, well, we're looking forward now. So we've got to rein it in. We can't be too enthusiastic about keeping rates stable and cutting because we can see these patterns of spending. People are still spending. You've spent a lot of time in the United States in the last couple of months, six weeks or so. And you see it people are spending, are they not?
2: They are. And uh, there's no sign of any kind of stress. And we've just seen the uh, growth figures that have come out now where U.S. growth, I think, second quarter up to 2.4%. So it's a very resilient economy. I think the worry that that uh, the Fed has is that they might overstep the mark. You know, they, they keep raising rates. I think they're going to rest for quite a bit. Um, there was no ways they were, were going to say this is the end. They had to leave it open for further rate, but I think he I think Powell came across I found very relaxed um the statements that he made were certainly positive for markets, and it was just a matter of time before um, data came out as we saw today and supporting the market. So I felt very upbeat after listening to him uh, last night. Um, he did say, look, we've got two more. Uh, inflation is coming down. We've got two more readings, um, the uh, uh, two employment data, you know, and then two CPI data, and we'll decide after that. Um, didn't say that there was going to be a recession, and this is proof again. So I don't know where they can take it, you know. I don't know. I don't know how far they can take rates because it doesn't seem to be having any impact. But I think what they will watch is, is um, the hope is now that uh, inflation does uh, keep coming down, which I think will support the, Fre- the Fed's view. Just to when I say view, it's not an official view, but just just you know the market's view just to stand back. So um, I, look, I'm happy. I'm surprised that markets are strong as they are, but but I'd rather have this than the other way around.
1: Yeah, quite right. But also, you you have to say to yourself, I mean, again, I've been influenced by two value investors that I've spoken to this afternoon, and they say that the South African stocks are so undervalued, Viv, and uh, American stocks are so overvalued in comparison that we have. It's going on. Now, that's David in the background there, and uh, we'll speak to you about it in a second. But, Viv, you've got to be the voice of reason here because they say, I've got to be in the banks, I've got to be in the retailers, and I've got to be in this and and that. Uh-huh. Commodity stocks and everything, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's a very small universe, and there are obviously pockets of value if you've got a small enough fund for it to make a difference to you. In other words, buying a, an Afrimat or something like that. But Viv, what do you think? Are South African stocks undervalued given the macroeconomic and political environment? And are, for example, a small majority minority? Excuse me of American stocks overvalued. What's your view on this before David butts in? (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay, number one, it's true that so I think the stocks are very, very cheap, but they're cheap for a reason. Look, we have a high risk, uh, to us, uh, You know, I think I saw a thing a couple of days ago, that if you look at from the time the Steffi came until now, uh, if you put in interest rates without looking at inflation, uh, sorry, without looking at taxation, however, you'd find that actually RAND with interest rates outperformed dollar with interest rates over the last, I think, 20 years or so. Uh, you know, that is that is just like, you know, because our interest rates have been higher. But that being said, you know, the risk profile that you're taking here is also higher. The variability is quite great. Uh, I do think there's values in Africa, unfortunately, for the average investor out there, you're not looking for like the great wins, you're looking for reasonable returns. And South Africa right now has no great wins possible, but with a risk profile that's just a little bit too high. Uh, you know, for most people to 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 want to be involved in, you know, or should be involved in, uh, it it it's I don't know why when you look at the RAs and your living annuities, they give a higher risk rating to international stocks than to local stocks because or maybe the currency affects that. But in reality, if you just look at the 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 the, the dangers in South Africa versus, say, for the dangers in the U.S., far lower in South Africa, far lower. In the, sorry, the U.S. than in South Africa, and you know, you get a benefit in terms of valuation for lower risk. Uh, just you just got to put that in there. So depending on your risk profile uh, uh, or your risk analysis in South Africa, South Africa's risk analysis, in my view, is quite high. Uh, and that means that, you know, obviously, things should be of a higher, you know, inverted commas value just because of the fact that the risk you take to get these things is just greater.
1: Okay, good point. Well said. David, you've been um, that, sitting in the background and, and just saying, right, this is what I think, this is what Viv thinks, this is what the value investors think. What do you think, putting all those things together?
2: There's no reason to be in Africa. There's no reason to be in South Africa. You know, relative to what you – apart from maybe in the bond market, you know, when I go through um, South African stocks on a day-to-day basis, on a, you know, one-for-one, I say, what would I really buy? There's nothing that attracts me. Listen, we've got an economy now, and we will be going in the next hour – uh, no hour or two or something to the third uh, load shedding of the day, two and a well, half hours, whatever it is, six hours a day. Yeah, Lindsay, I mean, you can't function. No business can function on those kind of bases. You know, it 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 upsets the rhythm of your production, as Arcel or Middle have said in their numbers. So wherever we look, they are being affected by an uh, ineptitude of the people who are running this of the country. It's got to tell somewhere down the line. You know, you can't just ignore it uh, and say this is a wonderful country. We've got beautiful golf courses, wonderful game parks, <laughs> which is true. But, but nothing functions in here. Uh, um, so all of, these, all of these issues will mount up. And you can see from the results that are coming out, Read through Arcelor Mittal's results and see the effect. Read Kumba's results. Read Anglo Platz's results. All of those results, but not only that, go into the retailers. Pick and see pay. The cost. Yeah. See mm. the cost of functioning in South Africa. You know the the additional amount that you have to be set aside just so that you could bring water to the factories. Or you can bring electricity to the offices and uh, fridges in your in your store, whatever it is. So mm. I, I'm saying all of this has to add up. Uh, you can't just brush it aside. And that money should go. There was I just saw Business Day today how fixed investment has fallen, and without fixed investment, everything here, you know, everything starts to fall apart. So I, 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 that, to me, is 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 like the crux. I, um, it, it, at the end of the day, why do you want to invest in an economy that is actually falling apart, decaying? it's it's, it's, it's a
1: bleak picture that you paint joe while i go to viv on on that very point just have a look at arsenal mittel if you would go to your graph rudimentary as it may be it doesn't really matter it's closed at 275 down 0.7 after their results for the six months ended 30th of june of this year and tell me where it used to be during maybe ramaphoria i don't know but viv do you broadly agree with david's statements about South Africa and why would you be here rather than going elsewhere when there where there are more opportunities and you're allowed to do so
0: Yeah look I mean it's the 4 it was I mean you look at Asclimetal from 2008 where the peak was right till now the stock price is down, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's down. Yeah. Okay. Let's, tell how much it's yeah, down Yeah let's do that yeah <laughs> Okay so it was about 300 uh, you know, uh uh Back then, now it's about eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you, yeah, like, it, like, it, like, even like in in it, uh, it's down ninety eight point nine percent, ninety nine percent, effectively. Uh, so, a, a two a, a seventy
1: five a share. It's down nearly ninety nine percent. Is that what you are saying?
0: Yeah, ninety nine percent, effectively. So it's 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 it's, it's uh, it. Uh, look, in terms of, of 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 a of a share. Oh, it's a the country, right? Uh, here's my my positive view on South Africa, and I and I'm actually starting something in South Africa at the moment, uh, uh, a VC fund uh to, to try and to, to get it, uh, do something here.
1: Good. Is
0: that our people are great? I mean, the the, the amount yeah. of talent that South Africa is spectacular. I mean, it is above average for any measure. Look at the amount of South Africans that go overseas and do great things. Uh, and those are the guys that can actually get out of the country because their passports work, you know what I mean? How much talent is left in this country with, without the ability or the easy ability to go to another country because they don't have the right passport? So there's still that opportunity in South Africa. Unfortunately, I think we're going to be like an in India, or we're going to be like a, you know, that kind of example where you have in India, you know, I think it's half of the biggest companies in the U.S. are run by Indians. You know, we're talking about the top four biggest companies. You know, Microsoft and uh, Google are run by Google, Indian guys. Yeah. yeah. And oh, Alphabet, uh, as they call it nowadays. You look at the number of c tools, uh, you know, really, really big tech leaders. I follow these AI websites, and half the time we have an e- uh, Indian CEO of a startup in, in the U.S. So plenty of talent, yet the country itself, you know, is in doldrums. Why? Because uh, the, the politicians don't match the caliber of people, if you know what I mean. Uh Indian politicians, to give you an example, uh, did want to build a, or dredge a, a, a channel to allow shipping to go easier because they believed that uh, a religious figure, you know, thousands of years ago in mythology, built mm-hmm. a bridge across the ocean. And this and there was remnants <laughs> of the bridge there, so you couldn't troll it. You could not it, troll it because it will damage the bridge. It's uh, in South Africa, you have similar kind of like, you know, uh, people like, you know, uh, Ed DZ, et cetera, uh, you know, just don't match the caliber of people in this country. Uh, like I said, I'm launching something uh, right now, working mm-hmm. with some uh, engineering PhD candidates from, uh, you know, two young uh, black guys, absolute brilliant, you know, stunningly m- amazing minds. You know what I mean? You could, you, when you're around people like that, you know, you can see the, the quality of the people that you're dealing with. and. You think to yourself, how are these people existing in a country where you have EDZ as a major political figure? You know? <laughs> but, what, so what up. you're but, saying yeah.
1: here, Viv, is that the, the, the talent that is burgeoning in South Africa, because there are talented people, there are people that, despite everything, despite the broken education system, there are people that are very, very clever. They almost create their own education networks via you know AI or, or whatever it is. These people are going to leave South Africa because there are no opportunities for them
0: to make a difference. I, I think so. But also, I don't think they need to leave South Africa as, as, as it is. Because, you know, if you're building a business like a factory or whatever, you need to have you know, the electricity and whatnot. Right now, with the kind of the way technology is going, you can put the right person in front of a normal, like, 10000 rand PC. And create a billion rounds of value or 10 billion rounds of value you know what i mean because it's the brain that matters more than the equipment that you have etc and what you're having in south africa is that you still have that talent base around uh, it won't be the great we won't be the stuff that we need which is the factories to employ the uneducated or the less educated people less skilled people etc but i still think there's opportunities in south africa where you're going to have you know unicorns be created in south africa just because of where technology is moving that means, which means that this, the uh, the right brain in front of an average PC is what you need. You don't need to have a special kind of you know s- supercomputer or a special kind of you know uh, access to huge amounts of capital. You just need that brain. And I still think we have those brains in South Africa. We've had a history, you know, for for decades of these these very great minds in South Africa. I don't know whether it's the schooling system we have or the the university system we have, uh, you know. Engineering in South Africa, I don't know if you know anyone that did engineering in South Africa, the the quality of graduates you get out of that are amazing. Uh, It's not brilliant because they they lose like the 80% of the students, and these are very, very smart kids along the way, 80% drop out, but the 20% you get at the end are absolutely world class, Mm. uh, you know, and and I think those guys are still in South Africa. And you, like you said, they will leave, but not everybody can leave because it's not as easy to leave as you would think. Uh, you know, you have to have the right passport. I mean, Bas got out of South Africa because his mother was Canadian. You know what I mean? It's not as easy as you think to, to leave this country. And so there's a lot of talent kind of trapped in here, and they've been unable to be to flex exploited because of the way technology and such as we move. You don't have the distribution of a Facebook or a, and etc to get yourself up, uh, you know, with the social media or with some of the websites and so on.
1: You're making your point very articulately, but on the other hand, it's been like this for years, so something has to change. And David, what would you say to what Viv has just said? In other words, there are brilliant oh. people here, but they're trapped. <laughs> but surely, within an interconnected they, world, they don't yeah. need to be trapped. They can start
2: their no. their business. Mm. In Cape Town or in Johannesburg Absolutely. or wherever yeah. it is,
1: but you sound
2: sceptical. Well, you look at the history. No, I'm not sceptical. I'm, 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 I'm putting the, the picture i painted, yeah. I'm putting squarely on the shoulders of, the, uh, of government. They have not created an environment where those people that Viv is talking about can flourish. I mean, I, yes. I, if I go back over time uh, from the time that I entered the stock exchange… We had world-class mining engineers, uh, unparalleled. There was no country that could mine deep level like us. There were, it, and our schools, our mining schools, WITS, were the best in the world. Yep. Um, I think UK might have challenged us here and there because we did find some good people coming from across the water. But, I mean, um, it, it was a brilliant industry and in all kinds of areas, not only in gold mining. Um, take that on to some of the factories, some of the companies that have been produced here um, from the financial institutions. Our banks today are still incredibly uh, progressive, world-class. The financial system, very strong. So we've had that. I mean, the factories that we built, SA breweries, businesses like that. Um, but we've allowed it to go. You know, we just haven't built on it. Uh, politics has taken over or took over, corruption, greed, whatever it is. Theft um, is and, another and, word you're uh, looking for here. That's, well, that's, well, it is, incompetence. And we politicized this economy too much. And by doing that, we lost a lot of good people. You know, We mm. said we needed to replace the good teachers. We needed to re- transform these industries. And what happened is we replaced uh, all the people that could have actually passed on their knowledge to the next generation. So I, I, you know, when when I do my comparisons and I go back even to 1994, you know, I can go back further, and I compare the stock exchange then to where it is now, uh, incomparable. And that's where I'm coming from. You know, this is from an investable. We, you know, in 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 the 1994s and that, when we were just entering this new democratic area, this was a wonderful place to be. And there was so much promise, and we've just kind of whittled well, away or allowed it to go. Yeah,
1: Viv, the new company that you're trying to set up, and hopefully you will, maybe you'll get a group of people together, and then maybe in two, three years... It'll go on the on the Altex or something like that, on the J C Securities Exchange. But I do believe that if there is this talent right. here, then why not with the infrastructure that South Africa has and the beauty that it has? I mean, look at Cape Town with its call centers. And look at yeah. uh, what a presence certain large conglomerates, US conglomerates, have in Cape Town. Not yeah. publicized that much, David. And, sorry, Viv, you could possibly do that i don't see why it can't be done there hasn't been a dimension data list equivalent listing on the jsc Mm -hmm. for for 20 years or so it's actually scandalous viv over to you because you're (laughs) the one that are putting your money and expertise (laughs) into
0: a south african venture yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think it's it's the businesses that they were talked about—engineering, uh, you know, mining, uh, industrial factories, and so on—that cannot be happening in South Africa at the moment. The infrastructure just does not justify it, right? But what you do have is. You know, if you look at, for instance, some of the, uh, the the stuff that's happening right now, the biggest movements we're having in the world right now are IP te- internet technology, or IT technology. Sorry, it's computer technology. It all requires, you know, it's mathematics, and it doesn't require huge amounts of capital, except cloud stuff that you can basically outsource anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can access the Amazon platforms in Africa wherever you want, and I think that uh, that is going to give. Uh, it's going to be a, a, It's not a great path for a country to go along where you're going to have a, a small minority of maybe. 0.1 percent, oh, 1 percent of people doing very, very well because they have these genius IQs and they are able to translate that genius IQs into, you know, intellectual property that you know is generating, you know, tons and tons of money. Uh, to for the country to function, you want to have the ability of that average person who is finishing high school, not even finishing high school, to earn a living in a factory that's going to support a family, etc. That's not going to happen here, unfortunately. But what is still available in South Africa is these genius IQs, and they are they are there still. Uh, as David mentioned, universities at the top level are Mm. still producing excellent students you combine that with uh, you know like I said with the newer what the new technology is trending towards. I mean, there's a company, uh, there's companies that are huge in South Africa that you don't even know about, something like, like Drifco down in KZN, a gigantic company, you know, uh, that you just really don't hear the name of because, you know, it's, it's not out there. But you have these 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 things occurring. And I think that uh, you there's no reason someone couldn't invent a WhatsApp in South Africa or something equivalent where you have 20 or 30 people making something that's worth billions of dollars, you know what I mean? And I think that that is what I'm focusing on. I don't think that's the greatest way the world to grow a country, and don't, uh, you want factories, you want mines. you want huge farms, you want to be able to absorb billions and billions uh, of average workers. And that, That's, I think, no, that's what infrastructure collapse does to you. You can't do those things anymore. But the 0. 0.001% of geniuses out there, they at, at the moment have a better ability to translate their genius into money than at any time in human history, to give an idea... I mean, what was it, like a couple of weeks ago or the last week or something, Microsoft comes up with some AI stuff. The company goes up $150 billion in a Mm -hmm. single-day valuation. $150 billion is basically, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, trillions of rods, you know, multiple trillions of rods. You know, five, I think it's like three trillion rods almost, okay, in a single day. Okay, that's like the budget of South Africa almost. Uh, and that is all uh, based not on huge amounts of computing power, to some extent it is, but you, know, you have a cloud computing coming through that can help you with that, but mostly based on really, really smart people. Tiny teams of less than a thousand people at OpenAI or DeepMind, making huge, huge valuations. And those buys exist in South Africa to, to a, just hmm. whatever reason, to a higher percentage that they exist on the world average. average. Let me put it that way. For whatever reason, our okay. schooling, our history... We still have those grades, yeah.
1: Okay, well, the, as long as the, the government removes the hurdles and the barriers and the little petty bureaucratic and administrative no. nonsenses that stop people opening a business in this country and attracting people from overseas, etc., as long as the government can do that and actually open its mind and stop saying, well, you know, it's a legacy issue and we've got to... Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. What I am going to get into after our very in-depth discussion <laughs> is the markets because the dollar rand is 17 66. The British pound against the rand is 22.70. Euro rand is 1941. Euro dollar have just broken down through 110. It's 109.90. And the British pound 128.55 against the greenback. Because of the strength of the US dollar, the gold price has fallen by around about one and a quarter percent. Or twenty-four dollars an ounce to nineteen forty-four. The platinum price down twenty-three to nine forty-four, and palladium is down twenty-seven dollars an ounce to twelve twenty-six. Now, what about the all-important oil price? Well, that's going in the opposite direction, so it's the worst thing for South Africa because we've got Brent crude oil now above eighty four eighty four zero six up one point four percent. And crude oil in the states, West Texas, 80.13, which is a 1.7% gain. Uh, natural gas prices are four and a quarter percent down. Wheat is a, on everyone's radar at the moment. It's 0.3% higher, but not much more. Coal prices up nearly three percent. Okay, on to the capital markets after the ECB and the Fed last night. The South African ten-year bond yield. Oh, with, with the performance of the rand it's uh, closed at 10.22%. The U.S. 10-year Treasury yield is close to 4% again, 3.955. As for the S&P, yeah, equity traders don't care about rising interest rates. 4,618 <laughs> for this September futures price. And that is 0.4% higher. And the other risk asset, Bitcoin, 29325 which is up 0.2%. David, what stocks caught your eye today, please?
2: I, it's, it's oh, you didn't know you've been in
1: meetings. Sorry, you've been in meetings all day.
2: No, no, I've got <laughs> oh, okay. one, once more, yes. and this is is retailers, yeah. uh, very very strong retailers, and I. Um, it's two days you know, in a row. I, you know, yeah. The, yeah, it's even longer than that. Money's coming in. This is not this. I think foreigners are coming in now. And uh, it, it's, there's been a persistent pattern of, um, you know, of buying up uh, retailers whom they obviously appear cheap. You, volumes remain very, very light. Um, it's been something that we've been bringing up all the time. But, I mean, if you look, Diskem is, is up over 6%. 6. Uh, 2. Motors.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: look all of this. these motors, which is, which is a motor retailer distribution. Mr. Price, too, of Spashini. Uh, AVI, Tiger Brands, all of these making good gains today. And, uh, you know, I can only attribute it either, either uh, um, local managers feel that the market is very cheap. Or alternatively, I think foreigners are starting to pick here. Uh, and I think that's also behind the the strength in the RAND that we've seen. There is a counter thing, but when you finish, I'll, I'll let you uh, know, I'll talk. Okay, you, which I'll, is I'll, this I'll, African-Russian I'll, summit, anyway. But, yeah, uh,
1: and I've just seen something on that note. It says, Putin promises African leaders free grain despite hypocritical yeah. Western sanctions—it's a dangerous political yeah. game that they're yeah. playing. The African leaders yeah. with Russia—that's another story. Diskem today up nearly six point two percent. Motors up mm. nearly five point two percent. Mr. Price nearly four and three quarters percent higher. Trueworth up four point four percent, and TFG up nearly four point four percent as well. On the downside, a completely different sector of the JSE and the economy. Mm. Tungela down nearly four percent. Mm. DRD Gold three and a half percent weaker. Harmony down 3%, Exaro down 3%, and Telcom down 2.7%. A really split decision on the JSE today. Viv, can you tell me why retailers are going up, apart from the fact that someone says they're too cheap and they press the Buy Retailers button on -hmm. their machine in London?
0: Well, let me look at this scam. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the price has come uh, you know, up quite nicely today. But you look at the share price over the last little while, it, it's, it's been a, a very bad fall. That's just turned around the last you know little while or so. It's, it's, if you look at it, okay, uh, year to date, this scam is down 11%. This is despite uh, basically in the last day being up 6%. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, we've, we've, it, it, it in, in the last five days, being down, I've been up, being up ten percent. You know, so yeah, th- I think people are. Good. David is right. We are seeing a bit of, uh, you know, bargain hunters coming into the market. Uh, there is obviously, you know, anything is valuable at, at some price. And uh, you know, if you look at uh, this scams. You know, movement down. Uh, I think the market is thinking that we are seeing, uh, you know, uh, that happening at the moment. Uh, we t- peak to trough, uh, like where we were over the last few years, it's done. Thirty one percent or so the scam. Um so yeah, mm-hmm. value hunting, I think there. Yeah. The interesting thing is telecom. If you see move, movement ever since they announced that broadband thing with government, uh you know, they could do a, a big like broadband push with government and the share price fell on the news. Uh, you <laughs> well, know. Well, the, the key
1: word there is government. I think if you're doing anything with government, it's going to take a long time and wow. a lot of meetings. But so, also, I
0: think what's yeah. happening oh, there is the fact that government doesn't want to sell its stake in Telkom, uh, and, and one of the reasons that Telkom is being doing all these little jumps up all the time is somebody is going to want to buy it, and, they want it and, they, and the market's thinking there's going to be some premium for the company. So all the time that you see these little buys come up, the telecom's price is jumping up all the time, and maybe they're thinking that with this deal with government and government's resistance to sell, it's going to be difficult to get a. Deal deal down with telecom, and that's what maybe brings the price down a little bit. So yeah, that's interesting I think on the telecom front.
1: Yes, what's interesting on the discount front is that David Shapiro has an awful lot to do with that 6.2% <laughs> <laughs> gain, given that he's just come back from New York and he's been trawling around the aisles there, uh, mm-hmm. buying his supplements uh, and, and his vitamins and his <laughs> and his eye creams and, thing, and, and things like that. But, and but seriously, it, David, you prefer it, that it, to too. clicks, I know. I don't know if it's because uh, yeah, of yeah, the proximity yeah. of the stores. But it is a good offering, it really is. But as Viv said, under Huge pressure recently. David, please give us the closing JSC indices and also the all important value traded, if you would.
2: Value traded slightly better than we've seen in the last couple of days. It uh, uh, comes to about 23 billion. Not bad. Uh, whereas the average is, yeah, the average has been uh, substantially below that. NASPER is still dominating. But Goldfields, Anglos, Bulletin, so there's quite a bit of trade in some of the miners today. Mm. Uh, Richmond's always been a, it's always a big trader, but uh, 23 is above what we have been seeing there. The all share ended up 0.93% at 78267. It's Lindsay, it's it's looking to break upwards. Uh, don't call me a chartist, but you know you get these pennant formations. But this one's, it, you know, normally gets down to that, you know, pennant. It gets to that point yeah. of resolution. But this looks like breaking up. So, despite my my views, I think this is going to track world markets and uh, the JSE could go better. So the order up north, north 0.93 at uh, 78267. Resources down. Resource index down 0.7 percent, uh, quite a bit. You, you mentioned some of the companies that have um, been behind that. Financial strong bank index up 1.8 uh, percent, the broader financial index up the same level, and then industrials up one and a half percent, driven by Richmond. So if you look at consumer discretionary, of which Richmond is a big contributor, that's up about three percent, which is in line with the gain that we saw in Richmond today. So. Uh, not a bad day. I, I reckon that the um, gainers outnumbered the losers about three to one, so it was a good day.
1: Very good indeed, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time this evening. As always, David Shapiro is from SASFIN Securities and Viv Govender from Rand Swiss, and that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position